into the apex is hitting the road this summer, bringing you to the source of motorsport. Look for special episodes from Barber Motorsport Park, Mid-Ohio, Virginia International Raceway, and Watkins Glen. And don't miss the road shows from the 106th Indianapolis 500 and the Music City Grand Prix in downtown Nashville. The party is only getting started. For the full lineup of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. is where real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex Podcast. Into the Apex Podcast. And we're back on Into the Apex. Tyler, Rob, Patrick in the studio. Tonight we're joined by a guest, first time on the show. And anybody that's listened to the show for a while uh, know that we've uh, had folks on over the past year from Operation Motorsport. Uh, We had Jason Leach on last summer, Elliot Whitfield, and uh, have met quite a few people involved in Operation Motorsport uh, over the past year and a half or so. And tonight we have Chris Ramirez joining us in the studio on Into the Apex. He is the E-Motorsports Program Manager, uh, working on the iRacing League, leading the iRacing League uh, and team uh, for Operation Motorsport. I had the privilege of driving with these guys uh, in a PCA race uh, at Watkins Glen a little earlier in the summer, and uh, Bradley and I both ran in the Operation Motorsport League on iRacing, uh, which has been broadcast on Podium Esports, and is uh, it's got a season going right now, the fall season, I believe. Uh, Chris, welcome to Into the Apex. Thanks. Nice to uh, nice to join you guys. Very definitely, it's it's been a busy time for uh, Operation Motorsport. Just this week, some big announcements. Uh, yeah, <laughs> partnership with CrowdStrike. Uh, the the organization's been on those CrowdStrike Mercedes and the SRO, uh, and folks have been working with those teams. The TC team. Uh, we had Kevin Bohm on the show uh, back in November or so. Uh, but a big big announcement from George Kurtz and CrowdStrike uh, this week. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> it was um, when when we found out when I so the, like only only the top of the few like Jason and Tiffany and Diesel they were the ones that really knew what was happening and then we you know some some of us peons caught got the <laughs> got caught wind of it and we're like oh holy crap this is this is crazy yeah. and then it actually happened and oh my gosh like I I'm not gonna say anything on it because I have no idea mm-hmm. what the full scope of the partnership is but it's 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 amazing to say the least yeah yeah looking at the announcement uh, which is on operationmotorsport.org where you can head to to look at more of the programs and uh, the race of remembrance uh, in real life happening in november we had jason on with our group who's going to be going over there uh, we'll talk about the virtual version of that uh, which chris will be involved in uh, organizing uh, but yeah that's that's some really good stuff um, i want to talk about iRacing and uh, the sim racing league uh, some of the best racing I've ever been involved in uh, was, I think it was last summer or the fall series. Uh, I know you've you've tweaked the car classes a bit, which I think all of us who run any kind of road league, it's uh, you got to try a, a different recipe for multi class racing every time you go yeah. at it. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was controversial to say the least. Um, you know, I think the the introduction of LMP twos was it last oh, season yeah. or the season before was. It was wildly entertaining, but oh my god, some of the drivers were stressed out because those cars the 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 closing rate was just way too. It was really it was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've we've noticed that Rob and Patrick, uh, the uh, Monday series that we are part of, uh, we just brought those back in our league, and I I, I mean LMP twos are a blast to drive, but they're almost an i racing meme now. Of of just punting people, um, <laughs> yeah. Bruce, who's who's been on our show quite a bit, he's got a, a pretty good line. It's like, ah, oh, these LMPs, they drive like asses. <laughs> Do you know how much time you cost me? That's the thing. Yeah, quarter that's a second, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you when you've got a series, you what you want is you want to retain your drivers and build that community. You don't want people to get. 
basically the rage quit because it's easy, yeah. easier to do in this setting. Yeah, it really is. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. We did lose. We lost a couple of drivers because of that. And uh-huh. I've like, I've been trying to entice them back by putting GT3s <laughs> back in the mix and stuff. And slowly they're, they're kind of coming back in and it's, so it's a good thing. <laughs> and the, uh, these races, uh, they're interesting to me. They were the first, it was the first series that I drove in on iRacing, the first organi- organized racing league, uh, where you had, uh, I think it was three classes typically, uh, but it was the first, and now iRacing has it as an actual feature, uh, but uh, two classes and one class of car were split, the open and the beneficiary class. Yep. Uh, talk a bit about the class split in this in the iRacing League. It's, it was very interesting and kind of ahead of its time, I thought. Yeah, you know, it was that, and I got to give, that was all to Jason, That was, all the credit for that goes to Jason, right? Like He was the one that started the league, but Really, it was the first league that I ever raced in that had that kind of a split because I, I used to race heavily with the PCA league, um, and so there was there you know they had a typical class structure like sport, challenge, pro. Um, there was a fourth one or fourth or fifth one. I, I keep forgetting them, but um, the, the way that Jason did it was you know he did this open class, which is a you know kind of like well, I guess what people would call like an amateur class or mm-hmm. or just you know, something to bring people in. And then he split that off and then he created the beneficiary class. And I think that really set apart um, the league in general because now the beneficiaries are racing against each other. Um, They're not having to race against anyone else. And the idea behind that was really just to kind of drive um, or kind of enforce this idea of of diversion, right? Like this um, part of originally the the e motorsport program was to was considered diversionary therapy, and it still is. Mm. Um, but we've, we've mm. kind of started to grow that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it was the idea of just getting people, uh, especially beneficiaries, kind of out of out of the out of where they are and pull them into the moment, right? Um, mm. Because I don't know if you guys are ever like looked up mindfulness or any of those kinds of things that when it comes to yeah. like, mental health, but. Um, it, it, it's a huge it's a it's a very easy way to get people to be in the moment and be very mindful of what they're doing um and so having the beneficiaries race against each other like that um personally because i was a beneficiary as well um it really helps you kind of pull back not worry about anything else and you're only racing with like-minded people right so i mean obviously there's other people on the track but you're only competing with those people and so there's it, it builds a bit of camaraderie um, between you because now you're not worrying about racing against some rando that's dropped into the league mm. that you've never, that yeah. has no idea what your experience is, right? Like it's another veteran. You have the same mindset. So you joke about it afterwards and <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not aware of this, but there's a secret, there's a secret beneficiary channel on, on the, on our discord. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of entertaining things that get said in there sometimes. So it's fun. <laughs> that that does sound great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've heard snippets of it in the in the uh, voice chat after the races and during <laughs> the races. It's it's definitely a unique uh, atmosphere uh, yeah. in the Atmo League, uh, and that I mean that's an interesting way to go about it. I think that's it's perfect. And I know Operation Motorsport and I racing uh, later on after we started racing there, they they got uh, a formal partnership, and uh, I racing had that announcement. Uh, yeah. Kind of more more growth uh, with the e motorsport program. I mean, it doesn't get really much more official than that to partner with the sim. Yeah, that was that was a really cool partnership, and um, I mean, we're we're I want I'm ready to start exploring that more with them. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. to reach out to them again soon and see what see what more we can do because um, that first go around, you know, they were providing um, they were for, they were providing free subscriptions to our drivers, right? And so that was that and that in itself. I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you're paying for three months at a time, like it's, it's one less thing to worry about. Um, and mm-hmm. so if you're going through stuff, like it makes it's just one less thing, and you don't have to worry about having fun, right? Like you don't have to worry about coming up with this this subscription to pay to just kind of take yourself out of whatever situation you're in. And so um, it was huge. Yeah. Yeah, the cost of the content. I mean, iRacing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the, the way I've heard it described. I can't remember where I saw this. I want to say Reddit. Uh, it's iRacing makes you pay your rent and and buy all the furniture for the apartment as well. You don't just pay the rent and get everything involved. You have to buy the refrigerator and the washing machine because you pay that monthly fee, but then you have to buy each track and car to enhance yeah. your experience. And oh, that yeah. is that's such a, a deal breaker for some folks and depending on their situation. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, if you either you get it all at once, if you're of the means, or you're going to hunt and pick as you go. Yeah. Uh, so for iRacing to kind of get involved and take some of that off, because then once we, just the software, I mean, then you get into the hardware, the rig, the wheel. Yeah. What kind of setup do you want? Uh, that's a whole different rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that was. Man, when I first started, sim- like I started sim racing a long time ago. Like I think it was, it was because of GT Academy, right? Uh, when it first started, I was like, "Oh my god, I want to be a race car driver," you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember I had like a, I had the this crappy little Logitech wheel that mounted onto mm-hmm. my coffee table. Yep. <laughs> and that was what I had for a very long time, and then I stopped, and then I got reintroduced, and uh, I man <laughs> yep bradley and i as identical twins we're both into it in about 2003 2004 uh talk about means we could only afford or our parents could only afford at the time uh one it was a logitech momo and that was the cream of the crop attached to the desk so for two of us to race uh, one of us on the good pc with the good wheel the second one on a crappy pc with uh i kid you not a flight simulator joystick. Bradley Are you raced serious? and won a race with a flight simulator joystick. Holy crap. In an oval league. Uh, he would use the uh, flap for the speed of the plane as his accelerator, as his throttle. So he could actually change the amount of throttle with that by hand. And then wow. he would steer with the joystick. I'll wow. never forget it because he actually won a race in NASCAR 2003 season. <laughs> With the joystick. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do what you can. I mean, we've all seen those guys that drive so herky-jerky, you have to wonder if they're doing the uh, AWSD keys on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, I, I want to get back to, uh, to the diversionary yep. uh, therapy uh, because it, it kind of mirrors in the virtual racing world uh, perfectly what uh, Operation Motorsport does in in at the actual paddock. Uh, we've seen it ourselves in IMSA and the SRO. We've met folks at the track and, and seen it at work uh, and seen how it goes. And then we've, we've seen it uh, in the league as well. Uh, so it's, it's, we always like to kind of vouch for what we've seen and it's, it really does work and it, it captures those that can't make it to the paddock and, and can't get a spot because I know those are limited at times. Uh, it gives something to do and, and a whole different thing to get into when racing in real life is not going on. Yeah. You know, and it, I'll, I'll, I'm, this is revealing a lot, right? But it's, it works for people that aren't ready to go out and be in those types of environments again too, right? Because like I, that's Mm -hmm. very much me. And that's why I started with the sim racing stuff, right? Like I still haven't activated yet. And I've been with, I've been with them for like a year and a half, um, maybe two years. I don't really remember anymore, but, um, it's it's a really good way just to get people involved again and i think it really by having the the virtual and the real life side it really really hits a very very sweet spot because there's just you know, it's there's a lot of veterans when they come back um they're not ready to be around people they're not ready to be in an environment like be in a paddock and be around a high stress situation like that and so this something like the virtual league helps them ease back into that kind of stuff right and like we've seen it where a couple of beneficiaries did like especially this year um, they've gone from being part of the the virtual league, and they've started to activate in real life because they've grown more comfortable, and they've um, it's it's kind of helped them evolve to a point where they're like, yeah, I want to do this. Um, Adam Poppenhaus is a great example. Like he's been iRacing since the very beginning, and I think mm. this was his first year ever activating um, with the with the with the program. Yeah, we we've run into a lot of uh, folks, a lot, a lot of names that I know from the the Opmo League uh, for the season that we did. Uh, I've run into we've run into some of them at the track. Uh, Tyler Gilmetti, shout out to him. Yeah, uh, heard his name at VAR, and we're like, okay, we finally put a face to a name. And you see everybody getting out to the physical track that you've you've kind of seen and raced against uh, yeah. in the iRacing League. Yeah, that's always really cool, right? And so hopefully, um, and this is totally just a lack of my my ability <laughs> to, to deliver. But we've been trying to start up a program where it's like a like a check-in at the events, right? So hmm. we like, you know how we have the Patriot car corral and stuff, right? Yeah. So just having like a QR code or a meetup time. So anybody that's in the sim, in the sim program can just say, Hey, I'm at the track. Like, let's meet up, you know, just so you can say, put a, put a name to the face for a little bit. Um, even if you're only there for like 10 minutes or you're just there to play around on one of the fancy sims that shows up every once in a while. That would be very fun. I've, I think, well, it's like a community within a community because it's it's the Opmo community, but also I, I know 
I know Patrick and Rob, we're all the same. When we go to all the M0 SRO events, every now and then you'll see an iRacing shirt or hat and you just kind of want to, you want to go chase the person oh, down and oh, make conversation. Oh, yeah. Cause we all, like we just said, it's, it's a hobby that uh, you don't just get into half heartedly. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you, you, you dive in pretty deep or you don't dive in at all. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really fair way to state that. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We, uh, you you invest it, it's perfect I guess because you have to invest so much that you can't you can't put it down yeah like we've we've all bought that that old set of golf clubs and then never golfed in two years <laughs> I certainly have but when you get a Fanatec base and and DD wheel it's like uh yeah can't I can't let that gather down. no so. once you bite that like that that's that's a that's a chunk of meat you can't spit out man that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. On top of the league, uh, I want to talk now about the the uh, I, the race of remembrance. Uh, our listeners know about it. We've talked about uh, the uh, memorial in the hoods coming up in uh, Wales. We had Jason on to talk a bit about it. Uh, but there's a virtual side of this, and I know a couple years ago it, it was that uh, during COVID, really, uh, it was kind of the main event, uh, the virtual side of it uh, at Sebring. And uh, I know it's early, very early to, to say, and it's I don't think. You're in a play that you're ready to announce anything because the planning stages are kind of kicking off. Yeah. But uh, the plan is, I, I think we can at least say the plan is to have a virtual race of remembrance this November. Yes, most definitely. Um, and I, I'm trying to do something different this time. And that now, I mean, <clears throat> we're it's a re- there's a really good opportunity. Um, and that's why I'm like really excited about this, right? Because I mean, obviously I think I'm sure you guys have heard the Skip Barber announcement where Skip Barber Mm -hmm. supplied us with two TCs. I think they were TCs, the, the Honda TC, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, at first we thought they were just like, like track ready (laughs) type R's or something, but then somebody, somebody that saw them said, no, 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 they're TC cars. It's like, holy crap. They're actually trusting us with those, you know, but, (laughs) um, it's a big opportunity because yes. Now you have like these two legitimate race cars that are being spawn- you know, taken over by a legitimate organization that are providing them to us to go actually race. And what I want to do is, I really want to have an in pit reporter that's going to come mm-hmm. on during the virtual league to act, like talk about the progress of the team as they're going in. Because if if you're not familiar with Roar, like they do the bulk of the racing on the first day, and they do like the final three hours on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And that's after their main service that they do. Excuse mm. me. Um, and so what I wanted to do is actually kick off the race kind of around the same time they start actually racing because it'll be a little bit earlier for us here. But um, mm. And then have an in, uh, like a, a paddock reporter there, maybe somebody from the podium team, maybe, um, that'll actually report into us, right, during throughout the, throughout the, the course of the race because I think it's, it's, it's such a great way to bring light to that. And, it's, and it kind of... I, I, at least personally for me, it feels like you're blending that line a lot more between virtual and real um, by doing something like that. And it gives us an opportunity to just say, hey, you know, Operation Motorsports actually here doing this in real life while you guys are watching this. And so it gets more exposure to whoever else is interested in watching. That, I think that's perfect. I mean, that would absolutely blend the virtual and the real. E- even just having them on the same weekend at, at kind of roughly the same time yeah, uh, would be really cool because it... It, it just broadens it even more, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a first, too. I don't think the two have taken place together. I want to say uh, there was a Mazda or Miata. If you look at the homepage, operationmotorsport.org, I think the car is on there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that happened. And then I think during COVID, there was the virtual. But to have the two happen at the same time, it sounds like it would be the first time that would that would be going on kind of the best of both worlds. So to be fair, um, uh, the the sister organ our sister organization or brother organization, whatever you want to call them, right? They're uh, it's called Mission Motorsport, and they're based in the UK. Um, and so they have actually been doing both at the same time. Oh wow! But for them, it never. I don't think it. They started at the. They started around the same time we did, right? So um, that first race, we had a crossover. So our teams went and joined theirs. Their teams came and joined ours, and they had fun. Um, but now that's they they kind of took a little break I think um, or they I think they took a break last year the year before um, but they're starting it up again and so they're actually racing on Sunday uh, but they're kicking off super early like you'd have to yeah. be a total nutcase to want to start at three o'clock in the morning here right so I mean <laughs> granted most of us probably are pretty nutty to do that so <laughs> yeah oh yeah we we all enjoyed the. Uh 
that late night endurance racing. Oh yeah, uh, the, the overnight twenty four hours. And that's a, that's another feature that is kind of kicked in here this year. I guess it looks like to me, uh, it's kind of a blend. It's it's uh, beneficiaries teaming up with beneficiaries with and then some open folks. Uh, like I said, I was uh, privileged to join you guys, uh, Matt Smotherman, and, and uh, I forget. It was Hunter Reeve or somebody. Yeah. It's like uh, Hunter and then Dustin yeah. and then John, yeah. Uh, in the uh, Porsche, in the PCA, and uh, that was a blast. The, the Smothermans, those guys are super fast. Uh, it's ridiculous. That guy really yeah. is an alien. Like He just jumped in and just went to town. Yeah. A solid team. A solid teammate. That was a, a blast for me yeah. to drive. But that's something that, that's – and we've, we've been doing the endurance team races. Uh, to me, that's – that's a no brainer to, to yeah. have Opmo teams participate in uh, this 24 hours of spa, the, the petite virtual petite Lama coming up. And then of course the Daytona 24 in January, that's, that's the biggest one of the year probably for most. Yeah. I'm really hoping that we enter that one. Um, it's and yeah, you're right. Like it was really, I think it, it's, it's the one aspect of, of sim racing that really embodies what we as an organization do. Right. Um, mm. Because if, like, I'm sure you, like, Jason has talked about it, Diesel's talked about it, everybody's talked about it, but mm-hmm. when you get, when you get pulled out of the military, um, like, most of the time, it's, be, you get pulled out and it's your career, right? This was your mm-hmm. career, this is what you saw yourself doing for the next 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, like, that was what you were going to devote your life to and all of a sudden you're ripped away from it. Um, mm-hmm. And you're not really left with a, the support system, um, for lack of a better word, that you have when you're in the military. Like you don't have your, mm. you don't have the your fellow soldiers or airmen or whatever you, you know, whatever you want to call them. They're sitting there with you, that are supporting you, and that are helping you out with the situation. You're just totally ripped out of it, right? And so, um, it's that's why then and the the idea of everything is to put everybody back into a team environment where you have a team and you're working towards a common goal, right? Because that's part of that's part of like that's the one of the most significant parts of about being in the military is everybody's working towards the same goal um generally (laughs) generally everybody wants to achieve that goal and they're not like they want to do it as a team generally they want to do it as a team right like there's that's a whole another path that we probably shouldn't get down (laughs) down, but um they the the idea of team racing um really goes into that right because now you're taking all these these people and you're putting them into a team to compete against other people right and now they're back in a team environment you're back supporting each other because you don't want to drive an overnight stint by yourself right yeah so somebody's going to be there with you and just sitting there talking to you keeping you sane um and so it, it seemed like for me it was that was the most obvious way to kind of that was an obvious next step i should say in the program and saying look we're starting here now. Let's move into this, right? Um, and so that's that. Right now, it's kind of it's kind of still a prototype or a, in the pilot phase, but mm-hmm. um, it seems popular enough that I want to keep it going. Um, we have a sponsor now, mm-hmm. not CrowdStrike. There is another uh-huh. sponsor that I can't announce, but we do have something, and it's uh-huh. very exciting. Uh, nice. So y'all will probably that'll probably hear more about it when we have like our Giving Tuesday uh, stuff mm-hmm. come up because they've already agreed to donate something for the auction. Nice. But uh, it's a sim racing uh, sponsor, and so we're super excited about that. Um, and then once we can finally announce them and say like move forward with things, it's it's going to be it'll help us legitimize that in, in a way that's um, a lot harder to do when you're just an organization saying hey. You know, we're Operation Motorsport. You've never heard of us. We don't really have anybody backing us, but we're here. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that, I can't. I can't wait to hear about that announcement. Oh yeah, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. I was I was really happy when that came through. I was like, wow, you're awesome. The guy. <laughs> if I if I say who pulled it in, that would probably be giving away too much information. Yeah. So, yeah, when. <laughs> We'll we'll have you back one at that time. No, you're just gonna see we'll me kissing a time. lot of ass on Discord when we actually announce <laughs> it and be like, dude, you're the best. Like you're awesome. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, Giving Tuesday, by the way, I think that was last November. So I've still got my Porsche Motorsport duffel bag and my uh, Kevin Bohm hat. Nice. That's a good. That's dude, a good. You were auction. the one that won the Kevin Bohm hat. Yep, yeah. Yeah, we were bidding against strike. each other. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that was that's a I solid. I really wanted those hats, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I uh, we we had Kevin on, and then that auction opened. I think, and I was like, I got to get this hat. Nice. <laughs> so then I got it, and I wore it to uh, VIR this past June to watch them, and then he won the TC race. I'm sure unrelated, but we we were, we were pulling for him. Yeah, uh, you should you should just throw that in there as like his, his good luck charm that he just keeps inviting <laughs> you out again. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, so I've got I've got the CrowdStrike hat. It, nice. It's in the collection, but that's a solid auction. We'll share oh, yeah. it with our folks uh, on our social media when it comes out. Yeah, but I'm re- that, that I'm really hoping that we get that oil drop award again. That was yeah, that was solid. Like that thing went and it was it was a hot item like i had no idea what it was until that auction came up and i was like jason why is this so popular and he explained to me i was like oh shit (laughs) like i'm an idiot (laughs) for not knowing why that's important damn (laughs) so it was oral from an actual was it a corvette or yeah it was from the corvette Corvette. yeah yeah Uh, so it was like uh it's it's oil from that they used it's oil they pulled at like the start of the race and like midway and then like at the end of the race I think it was. Um, but yeah, it was. It's it's a cool. It's a really cool little uh, award. Yeah, there's there's some solid stuff. I'm I'm excited to see it this year. There were Skip Barber experiences. All, just all kinds Dude, of stuff. Dude, I oh man, it's like I wanted Christmas. Bit, I wanted like to bid on that Skip Barber experience so badly. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you sit there. It's like you're you're doing a sports bet. It's like ah, oh, it won't go that high. It won't go that high. Yeah. I think I think you and I sounds like knocked the Kevin Bohm hats up pretty high. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, you can't buy these hats anywhere. I want, and I I love memorabilia. That's yeah, for me sure. too. I'm I'm, um, a, I'm a sucker for memorabilia. Oh yeah, that's, that's terrible. I had a few too many uh, cocktails at the Rolex Twenty Four this year, and I walked away with a Porsche Motorsport Hugo <laughs> Boss jacket. These guys were there, Patrick and Rob. Bradley actually took a video of me buying the jacket. There is a video of me pulling the trigger and deciding oh to buy the jacket. And now I, you're already talking about the BMW jacket now, too. Dude, oh my god. I, just, I, don't I even, like the GTP. I don't even want to ask because I, I've I have been suckered into buying Porsche merchandise before and I'm yeah. Oh man. Well, <laughs> let's were, just put it this you way. You must have been toasted. <laughs> there was there was a vest and then there was the jacket with sleeves and Rob and I did the math and apparently the sleeves are worth two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Price difference wise, <laughs> because minus sleeves, it's a two hundred dollar difference. <laughs> that, so. sounds, that sounds about right. Let's be let's be totally honest here. That is yeah. like that is totally on on the norm, man. Like, geez, it's the nicest <laughs> piece of clothing I own. Damn it! <laughs> Probably doesn't doesn't own a suit, but he owns a Hugo Boss. I've got, I've got a Hugo jacket. Boss Porsche jacket. It's black, white, and red. Rob, Rob, cute his mic up. He just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just it's pretty elitist almost. <laughs> <laughs> Even Jason Bivens said it's bougie. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever been. At, like, I don't think I've ever been down at those races, seen someone in a Porsche jacket, and like I see them, I'm like that person's got a secretary <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a mistress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the boy. secretary is the one that handles the that balances those out for you too right? that's right yeah. <laughs> that, that's how you can afford it oh man yeah that was a, that was a uh interesting time but i've wow. got it now i can't put that genie buck in the bottle <laughs> but uh, anyway what were we saying i don't even remember oh the hat the, the auction <laughs> yeah um uh the the team the sim team that's that's how we do here we, yeah. we go down paths uh, but the sim team i mean yeah that's in, in its own way, it's not, I mean, you have to be on iRacing and everything that we've already talked about investment-wise and equipment-wise, but once you're there, uh, it's such a basic way to, to have that team mindset, uh, mm. with the, especially the 24-hour Enduros. Uh, like you said, the overnight hours for, for those, I mean, we tend to want to dive into those and act like kind of grown-up kids, let <laughs> themselves stay up late. I've said that before, I know. Um but yeah, you want somebody else to have your back. You know, yeah. it's about not not leaving somebody behind. And you want to, as a team, you want to have two of your guys go to sleep and know that when they wake up, that that the car is still churning and that it's not all you failed. Know, the mission hasn't failed. That's a really interesting statement. Um, saying you know the the idea of not leaving somebody behind, because there's another level to that, right? If you look at traditionally, when you look at these people that try to set up their teams for endurance races, like. There's always a kid that's picked last. Never fails, right? Mm-hmm. And so my my approach um, with this is like, I don't want to be that way. I want to make sure that everybody has a chance to run. It's like you've seen, like I, I blast this cord and say, hey, come come mm-hmm. race, come race. Like, I mean, obviously the beneficiaries were first and I started opening up to other classes, but I want to get 
more people involved in the program than just has saying, oh, well, I only want the fast guys to come race, right? Because it's not about yeah. winning. Yeah. It's about having fun. Like maybe someday we'll be at the point where like, okay, we're going to have a special team that they're super fast and they're going <laughs> to, they're going to race in like professional, like professionally organized races and stuff. But that's, that's like way down the road, right? Like it's really just mm-hmm. getting these people involved. And so like, I've been really open about trying to get everybody and I don't care what their skill level is. I just want them to go race, right? Because it's really important that they get there. Um, and they have the experience and they get in, they stay involved with the organization and they stay involved and they feel uh, part of the team, right? Because that's, that's, that's like, that's at the, at the very fundamental level, right? That's the most important part of it. And so I actually started working with, uh, so you've seen him in the server. His name is Dan Fendick. Um, mm-hmm. But he, so he runs uh, kind of like a sim, he runs a similar program for endurance races. Um, and so he has this really awesome, like self-serve csv like spreadsheet that he just throws up and people just kind of fill in what spots they can go run and stuff and so i'm totally Mm. stealing that from him (laughs) but he's also like he's also supported like you know it's it's hard because we don't have like we only have like anywhere from 10 to 15 beneficiaries active at at any given time and not all of them are going to be want to be doing endurance racing right like some of them are it's super intimidating to them and some of them it's just they Mm -hmm. don't have the time um, so being able to have them have another way to go get some seat time, it's, it's really important because they, I want them to feel confident when they're going in. And so I started working with Dan Fendick and he said, he's taken in a lot of our drivers now and he's giving them that seat time by saying, look guys, I have all these programs set up, like come race with us. You know, just, there's a, there's a spreadsheet, go put your name in the spot that you want to race and go <laughs> race. Like, I don't care what your skill level is, just do it. And it, it aligned so perfectly with the idea that I had that I wanted to do. So I just told him, like, let's work together, man. Um, or actually, I should say, he was the one that came to me and said, let's work together. And when he told me he, what he was doing, I was like, oh, man, we're, we're on the same wavelength here. So um, that, he probably just posted it recently, but um, that's pretty new. Like, where he, they're going to kind of be supporting uh, our endurance drivers and anybody else, honestly, that wants to go get some, just go and throw down. I mean, you guys could go jump in, and he'll let you race in one of the teams if you if you wanted to do a race or something. You couldn't find enough people. Yeah, that that's perfect. That's that's one of the harder things in i racing, team racing, is finding the group you want to run with and people you get kind of get along with and can mesh well with and and feel locked in with. Yeah, yeah who do you and, want to spend twenty four uh, hours with? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it uh, we could kind of kind of run parallel to that in that just like people we've run into from the Atmo league uh, in our group and, and what we do in sim racing here, here we are uh, P- Patrick and Rob and I have been to multiple races in real life and met up and camped out and tailgated and whatnot. And yeah. you know, the people you meet, the racing motorsport fans in the sim, you, you end up with, uh, with some of them, there's the potential to have lifelong friends. It's uh, it's interesting. It's thanks I racing for not letting people use nicknames. I guess you have to use your real name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't get too crazy and weird in such a setting. Yeah, I guess is what we could say. But, but it, really it's, it's really cool. Move. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Uh, now I do remember. I don't remember who this was. I remember reading that somebody called somebody's real life employer because they got wrecked in I racing. I don't know where I read what? this. But that's a little harsh. I think it was that that Je- something, Jason Jacoby or oh, oh my god, that, that crazy guy. Yeah, he's he's a bit of an infamous. But yeah. anyway, that's a, that's a whole different topic that I think if we talked about and he found out, he would call all of our employers. So let's not <laughs> let's not go down that road. <laughs> Patrick says no. There's he's always somebody. Employee. There's always one, yep. right? <laughs> yep. He could get. He'll look up voter registration and and by God, it's all over. Because <laughs> you wrecked him into turn three. You went in too hot. Didn't break quick enough. Oh boy. Oh god. Uh, but but yeah, the race, the virtual race of remembrance will uh, likely be happening in November. That's when the actual one is. So hopefully, some announcements soon for that. And uh, it, uh, is it? Do you know at this point that uh, will it be open to folks to sign up? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still debating on, on how I wanted to do that, right? Um, so the, the the team that, or the group that's organizing for Mission Motorsport had this brilliant idea to bring in funds, right? Like you pay a registration fee. It was super, it was something super minimal. Like it was like 10 bucks or something, right? Or 
maybe it was like 10 euros i'm not sure um mm. but uh they had a, <laughs> i when he told me this i was just like dude that is the greatest idea i've ever heard in my life it was so we're taking donations throughout the race and you can use that to penalize a car of your choice. And I was like, oh, oh wow, oh, that's that's a whole different that's level. Brutal. That's evil. <laughs> that's evil. That is. That yeah. is. He's like, and then there's like a certain amount that you could pay to have him start in the pits, right? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's solid. Dude, you're bad. <laughs> that is a solid good. fundraiser. I mean, this is good. Yeah, I would empty, I would empty my savings account. <laughs> to, to have Bradley penalized. Yeah. Bradley would be so many laps down, he would never recover. He may as well just leave. He'll quit and go do the thing. He would pilot. quit. If he, yeah. he just quit anyway. He would. So he yeah. wouldn't get to spend yeah, that he, much. Like, I'm not doing this. Hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a great. That's. I guess that, that would be the most important part, right? Is you take the donations and you don't tell them until the start of the race. Oh, by the way, we yeah. raised like six hundred bucks because you're going to start from the pits for. Yeah. <laughs> It's and been it, like a minute retire, every time you stop in the pits. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you retire, you're a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good strategy. I like that. This is good. I that's mean, a that, great I, one, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm all about taking what what something like iRacing is and the hosted and the league session or whatever and, and twisting it around, making like fun runs. I yeah. Mean, just getting creative with it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I racing is done. Uh, we we were able to contribute a small bit uh, with the benefit race last fall, uh, based about a year ago at Watkins Glen. Uh, but I mean, look at what I racing's oh, done with great one still. Yeah, that was a solid event. Yeah. Crazy finish. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, that was Chris really- Walsh taking the win at the last minute. <laughs> That, that was solid. I'm not gonna lie, that was a great race to watch, man. Like holy yeah. crap, there was some really really good racing that happened during that whole event. Like I just. I sat there and just kind of was like, what the fuck is actually happening, man? Like, holy crap, yeah. dude. Podium, shout out to, I mean, we organized it and did the signups and whatnot. And it, I feel good about the program we put together for the weekend. But Podium did a great job coming yeah. in uh, and, and providing the broadcast and some race control help, which yeah. helped us a ton. Um, but Podium has been right there with the e-motorsports program all along the way. I mean, they've been broadcasting the races and they do it. I mean, obviously, a hell of a job with the broadcast, man. Like when we first brought him in, they it was like, okay, we're this would be interesting. Like I had seen him, I had seen him broadcast for PCA before, but man, they are just they're solid. They're a solid group of people. Like they're really fun to to work with. And (laughs) dude, (laughs) I love how much Rachel trolls everybody during the race. It's like the greatest in the world. And I think, like at the end of last season. I think it was Tyler Guimet or Guimet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like mm-hmm. found a picture of her and he put it on top of, on his hood for the entire race. And she did not <laughs> catch on until the very end of the race. She's like, "Wait a second, is that my face?" It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know who exactly who you're talking about. She could be brutal in her <laughs> oh in her color God, commentary. Yeah, <laughs> if there's some bad racecraft, she's gonna get called out. Oh yeah, sugarcoating it. Oh yeah, I love it, man. Like. It's it's the it's it's great. It's uh, she's like a perfect fit because she's also a veteran too. So yeah, yeah um, it turned out to be like a really really good fit for the whole program and just everybody that's come through and podium just in general has just been really solid. Like Ryan, Ryan's legit. Yeah, the the whole package, the whole EU Motorsports package at Operation Motorsport is it's lively. It it's the tweaks are always good and. and it, it, it kind of keeps you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some Mazda races. That, I think you got some Mazda races going oh, on. Oh, God. Yeah, I totally dropped the ball this season. I totally <laughs> dropped the ball this season on those. Like last year, like last time, the first season that we ran the Mazda races, they were pretty good. Like we had seven to eight to up to like 10 to 12 people that were participating, which is good for a Mazda race, right? And Oh, this year I totally dropped the ball. Like I've been forgetting to throw the server up on time. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, <laughs> so I could. Bad. I've been there. It's there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, yeah. I've certainly been there. Rob, oh, yeah. Patrick, and oh Tyler, definitely it's so so bad. <laughs> like, just week after week, just being like, uh, I'm not going to be home. Can someone make a session for me? <laughs> like, yeah, schedule it ahead of time. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah. You're the man. Yeah. I'll just send some iRacing credits your way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got your quarter. Uh, yeah, here's your, yeah. 
34 yeah. cents everybody yeah yeah that was the best part like uh who is it rodney campbell like this season he's like hey i'll just i'll help you out man let me set up all the races like dude you're the best i'll reimburse you he's like dude it's 75 cents come on <laughs> i was like uh okay you're right <laughs> gonna go bankrupt over, yeah <laughs> over an hour hosted session yeah i felt bad i did feel bad too having others do that yeah uh, <laughs> Well, I cannot wait for the race, the virtual race of remembrance. Uh, I, I certainly plan to be there and uh, get out there. I think we're looking at um, GT4s or TC cars or TCs and Mazdas. I don't know. Something, it, something might, it might be TD, TC or Mazdas. Yeah, because the, the real race is low-powered vehicles, right? They're all yeah. low-powered cars. So um, probably TCs and, and Mazdas. And if I'm feeling like a jerk, I'll throw in the slowstest. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I'll, and then I'll, LMP2s, right? LMP1s. Yeah. Mazdas and LMP1s. You, what can, could go you, you can pay a premium for the LMP. That, that's, that would be a good idea. Uh, $50 for an LMP1. Oh, my God. Oh, I'd be sitting oh, in those Mazdas God, in the sky. It'd be chaos, dude. Yeah. It'd be like uh, the stock market <clears throat> to the moon. Yeah. I'd be sitting in the solstices <laughs> to the moon. Is it? Oh, man. What was that Fast and the Furious movie? God, where they had the, the super slim car. And it's just yeah. like driving around, launching all the other cars up. That's exactly what it would be like. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think those I think the Mazdas and the T. I love the TCs. I'm in love with the TCs. I'm glad oh, iRacing yeah. has has stepped up their game with yes. the options, just other than the Audi. Yeah. Uh, so that would be very awesome. Um, but that's a, a great event that's going to be coming up. Stay tuned for that. We'll share it on the show, and and we'll certainly have you back. Hopefully around that time, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, sounds good. But uh, this is Chris Ramirez, eMotorsports Program Manager for Operation Motorsport. Uh, we'll let you go, Chris. We appreciate you joining us for a no, solid 40-minute for segment me. here. <laughs> for sure. It's, it's, it's very rare that Jason lets me out of my cage to talk publicly, <laughs> so it's a good one. <laughs> very, this has been a solid bit, a yeah. solid segment. You're welcome back anytime. Check out OperationMotorsport.org. Make a contribution and follow uh, the mission of Operation Motorsport. Uh, we're certainly privileged and proud and happy to uh, play some small part in helping and sharing the mission. Uh, Chris, thanks so much. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. Don't go anywhere. More Into the Apex is coming up. Tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of turn one? So are we. Although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing, we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home. The Allstate Javicki Agency proudly protects families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Give John a call today at 412-561-6239, mention Mad Sim Racing and Into the Apex when calling, to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. That's the Allstate Javicki Agency. Covering Ohio and Pennsylvania, 412-561-6239. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit alienawards.net. This episode is also brought to you by Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout, and some of the best design cans you'll see, by the way. For the tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering the best value high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 team. 
check them out through the link on our website, intotheapex.com, and support the show today. back on into the apex great bit with chris ramirez from operation motorsport uh patrick and rob it's it's down to us here to close her out and uh, i mean really what what's if i had to reflect on what's got my attention in motorsport this week uh, it's been that bmw gtp car uh, i've been fawning over that for well for a day now i'm fired up well today especially like i was it was a little lull at work at one point and uh i spent a non-insignificant amount of time staring at that car oh yeah Pe- penis in hand uh you have to uh, <laughs> you have to check my only fans for that oh. <laughs> 9.99 a month <laughs> so uh, like like when you say non-significant amount of times looking at like what do you what do you do when you're rob and you're seeing a car like this like what's What's going through your head? I, there's nothing. It's just like a transcendent, it's like a transcendental state or something. Like I'm just like <laughs> I don't realize how much time's passing, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, holy shit! I've been looking at the same photo for like 12 minutes. Like different <laughs> contours and angles yeah, just looking at it. Of? I was just like, wow, I want to drive that. Think of so many things like about the sim and yeah, yeah. So is I mean, it could just be the freshness of it, but is that the one you want iRacing to give us? Yeah. At this stage, absolutely. I'm just thinking it's, about it's, like I'm sorry, just to sound dirty. Like I'm thinking about all the things I'm going to do to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, at all. Not not dirty at all. That's dirty. uh. I mean, I can't make fun of Rob because I think I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a beauty. It's a beauty of a of a prototype. It's I mean, the grill is every everything. It's it's managed to keep that BMW identity. You could take the BMW logo off of it. You could make it whatever color you want to make it. Uh, obviously, they've got this this neat livery. People were giving it a hard time that it, they just jumbled up the colors from the camouflage livery. I thought the camouflage livery was pretty nice, but it, it's a BMW. It's it's what it's going to look like, whatever. But it's got the M pretty artily uh, added onto the fin area of the prototype. Uh, but but like I was what I was saying is, I mean, you could take all that away. You could make it just a solid red car, and you know it's a BMW because they kept the grill and, and things like that that make it look like a BMW. The grill specifically, and the grill lighting up. I mean, I'm a sucker for ambient lighting, so you you had me there. Yeah, but but I mean, the Porsche. How many times have I talked about the Porsche? I'm starting to understand where Porsche is going with that headlight design. I first first seeing it, I I shit on it because I was like, well, this doesn't really resemble a Porsche to me at all. But now I see the mission. R and I see, uh, I saw uh, a future streetcar Boxster or something like that. I saw it today actually, and it had the same headlights. It's the four LEDs, but they're much flatter, much like the GTP car, the Penske one. So they're so instead of the what we know now is the kind of four headlights, but it's really round and tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like that. I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. To me, that's Porsche. Well, now I guess I guess that's all, that's done because in the future it's going to be these. It's flattened a bit, so it vaguely resembles that because you have the four points of light. I know I'm getting really down in the weeds. I yeah, that's that. that's pretty. I'm getting in the weeds. Yeah, but hey, I'm I'm an aesthetic kind of guy. Motorsport minutia. Yeah, that's that could be the name of this episode. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Uh, but I mean, I'm seriously that that matters to me. How it looks matters to me. I don't want these cookie cutter things, and I realize that with some of the prototypes, that to an extent, it is a bit cookie cutter. Uh, only certain parts can be are really different. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the the front part of the BMW GTP is uniquely BMW. Uh, the LED lit um, uh, grill is very unique. 
and uh, it, it just does a lot for me, the shape of it. I can't wait to see it uh, at Daytona in January. I want to see those that LED grill in my rear view in the sim. I want to see that thing come barreling up on uh, you in the dark from behind. And you, I think so, it'll come up so quickly you won't you won't see it. <laughs> well, let's let's rephrase this for the sim racers out there. Uh, earlier this summer, Rob I, I, and Patrick, I think I asked you guys. I think I, I know Rob. I know what your answer was, and I was I know what my answer was. So we've done the LMP2, the the Delar LMP2, the last two Rolex Daytona 24s in iRacing, and I ask you if iRacing gives us one of these GTPs before. 2023's virtual Daytona 24. What do you do? Race is race Allen P still. Still. So if I if I threw in there that iRacing we specifically gives us this BMW GTP in the sim, does that change your answer? No. Why? I don't know. I like the LMP, and I just find it's it never. I've never had a good result jumping in the new thing for a big event. Like that's Especially there's so many of there's so many enduro little mini enduro events and stuff that happen throughout the season now on weekends and stuff like there's a bunch of chances to try that stuff out and something that doesn't mean much it's like to do it in like a real big event especially like my probably my second favorite one of the year well i I'm probably not the only one that was slightly annoyed for no real reason at how many people I saw driving mercedes a m g when the new Mercedes came out we were one of them and I know they're we were, uh, well, all, know, we were all guilty. Well, yeah, but I mean, I know there were BOP issues. <laughs> we but hate, sir. He hates us. He hates himself. Yeah, yeah I do. I whip myself. <laughs> I whip myself after I drive the Mercedes. But I want to see variety. I'm like Bradley, if he were here. I like to see the variety in manufacturer. It feels more realistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah you go into the top split in fucking any GT3 race and racing, and it's fucking all Porsches and Mercedes. Like, it's... Especially like Porsche. Lamborghini. Porsche dominates a lot oh, of yeah. top splits. I, yeah, I feel like Lamborghini's getting cut a bit more. And I mean, obviously, Audi's even far fewer. But that I'll allow that because how many Audis do you see racing in the United States? There's no Audi customer support in the U.S. anymore. Right. All the Audis are racing, and it's like almost all Audis in the SRO series in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting how that has worked out. So I don't really get too upset about the Audis. I no, I don't care uh, too much about it. But again, it's like. For me, like I run lower splits, so it's not a big deal. I get quite a bit of variety in cars, but when you get to the higher spots, it's kind of sucks to see everyone just using the same thing because it's the fastest. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd see a lot more people talking about it on on like Twitter and stuff, and these whenever something like that comes up, I'd be like, why doesn't iRacing just lock people into it for the season into a car? car? Yeah, I'd love that. Oh, that would be a great idea. Do you really think that though? Do you guys really think that would be a great idea? I wouldn't bother me at all. 100% 100% great, great how would, idea. How would such a thing work in your mind? Like A particular series. So if I run the IMSA series, the 45-minute one, and I choose to run the Porsche, then the Porsche is my locked-in car for, for that series for that season. Yeah, for weeks 1 for through 12. 12. Yeah, yep. for 12 weeks. I understand why you think that's a good idea, but I, I mean, we obviously, all three of us know that that's antithetical to making money as a service of iRacing. Oh, for sure. Right? Right. Like they want you to, they want to toss out a car and have you drool over it. Like, is or have a series where you can do that at least where it's like a more serious series for people who want to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something like that. That would be, that would, that would make a lot something. Better. There's gotta be some way to facilitate not having everybody just run the same car. It's called Rob. This is going to be a hot, hot steaming hot take. It's called leagues. League racing. I guess. <laughs> no, I'm right. I'm right. I'm going to say I guess. Yeah. League racing. That's where you get that. So if you don't like it, if you don't like the officials, do leagues. Do you do officials anymore, Rob? Yeah, I do. No, I do. I'm just, I, said, I said, for me, it's not really a problem. But if you watch anything in a top split, which a lot of the, if you especially if it's a big event, any of the top splits usually have a broadcast mm. and when everything's just the same, it's kind of like I said, I said, why does Bradley like the variety so much? Why do you, why do, why does anyone, because it looks good on TV. Yeah, yeah it does. It sure does. But no, I mean, I like the idea of it as well. Yeah. The idea, I'm, obviously, I'm, but that's, I want the emerge, the idea of the, I want the immersion 
of the experience. That's what that's what we're here for, right, Rob? I don't know what the variety of the character has for. to do, but yes, I am. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, I don't want to. I'm glad we could kind of meander a bit because I feel like I'm drooled. I could drool over the the prototypes every week, and and have done so a little bit. Um, do you think we're actually going to get one of them before? That, that's I feel like that's that's the ball that I keep throwing out there, and we keep kind of. It's the next away build, at. right? Like the next build is going to be the big one that's going to have those things, most likely. So it's just like for me, I've some, I just this feeling of dread almost that the next we're not we're, we're just going to get it's going to be a subpar big build. We're we're not. I mean, it's like it's it's we're kids waiting for Christmas and what Santa's going to bring us and part of me feels part of me is like i know what's on my list i know what i'm getting for christmas it's one of these goddamn cars but the other part of me is like it's it's not going to happen we're going to get body wash for christmas like i did one year well yeah let me throw this out there for you guys so when they released the lmp2 whatever it came out as just a dolar it didn't come out as specific you know anything else than that say they release a gtp whatever the next build. Mm. How would you feel about a like a generic non, one? A generic. I would. <laughs> I'd love that. Even if it was just something, like, as long as it really was true to the the class. I guess you would just like say. the IRO two. The the IRO two. No, not necessarily that. A, a fictional. A fictional. Does that be no, fictional? No. It could just be a Delara again. Like it could. I mean, I've talked about back when the IR. Oh, one came out. I talked about on this show that I'm in favor of fictional tracks and more fictional cars. Me too. I, I really am. Me too. I seriously am. I would be in favor for the pro, like the GTP is if you do it like a generic, but then you can just have it painted however you want it. Mm-hmm. If you want. And then you say, Oh, I'm driving a BMW yep. or I'm driving a Cadillac or a Porsche, whatever. Oh, like you could change yeah. the the yeah. front. Yeah. Uh, that, but you got to be. You got to have deals with each company, though. We know how that. Probably no, you don't. No, no, right? no. You, I'm saying you just do it in a paint. You can, oh, like, but, if you can go but, to like a uh, private painter and be like, I want a BMW. Yeah, but it's GTP. not going to. The fronts of these GTPs look so different. Yeah, it's going to be and it's so the hard sound and stuff in the interiors that people want yeah. that are different, that are true to life and stuff. That's that's the only downside that's, with that. But as long as, if they just made a GTP car for the service and like a like a placeholder, yeah, I mean like a fictional. Yeah, one. put in a fake, put in a placeholder I, I, one and give it to people for free as a good, it's a gesture of goodwill and good faith oh, until Jesus. your new one comes out. I do, I do understand, Patrick, what you're talking about. It's like what they do with the Arca series, where yep. they're all they're all Chevys, but you could get a paint that stamps it as a Ford or a Toyota or whatever. Yeah. So I see, I see what you're saying. I feel like it works better with stock cars though than with these. That, that it would be, it'd be tricky with these types of cars. Yeah, and I agree. It's just, it's just an idea. I'm just floating out there i'm like because i i want a really fictional track do you really I want a fictional road course give me a fictional road course damn it fictional road course you want a fictional I mean, what do you, road course yeah I'll, like sit there and take like all the best things i like, sit there like get all yeah. the people together and be like if we were racers and we wanted the best track yeah what would it be and just go out there yeah. and fucking build it yeah <laughs> like why are we the, doing this like we should we should have yeah. the best races the best I, tracks I want, ever I want to build it. That's why I want to. It's like Minecraft for iRacing. Patrick, go ahead. I hate to break both of your bubbles. They already did that, unfortunately. Co- Coca Cola? No, with a street course in Chicago. Oh, well, it was more of a prelude. Yeah. So, what it's, they did with that course? It, I guess, yeah. As much kind of like we, how we, kind of like how we got the BMW m4 before yeah it still became that thing it's not like i want something that doesn't exist anywhere it's a fictional place yeah it's a nordy yeah exactly like the background is not real like yeah the circuit de la narnia yeah or like a racetrack in hawaii or something like that. yeah something that's just not going to happen exactly something you'd have to do 
I mean, how? I, see, I can hear the excitement in your voice already, Ron. Exactly. This idea. There's, just, there's limited pirates. possibilities. Like, there's not enough new tracks in the world being built. There's literally nothing stopping people from building just crazy ones. And if they don't want to do it, give us a fucking track editor or something. <laughs> like, do something. Give, give the community no. a tool to build content. I Well, that would be crazy, number one. But number two, I disagree. Why? I don't think I Because then people could sell it, and then they just take a commission off of it. No, and then they don't I, have to make any of it. That's too far for me. Why? You have to, you can't have unlimited tracks. Why? You just can't. Why? You can't reproduce that much. I've, That's a, th- I'd be then, perfectly fine with it. Well, flood the market. iRacing won't, iRacing won't because who gets the money then? Well, yeah, they would, they'd think the they issue. would get important. People who made it would have an incentivized. There would be a whole new like job creating people creating fictional tracks as track be, desires. Th- and iRacing would just get a cut of every sale. But there would be so many because it would have to be on their I, platform. I can't even. I can't even learn the road courses that we have now, so I, that's so just you wouldn't buy them. But th- if I wanted to do leagues or series, it would just no. That's that's muddy in the waters too much for even my liking. I want plenty like, of sims that do it already. Year. They don't have a problem. I, a set of courses not like drowning. Oh, I I know, no, but not, not at all. Oh, two uh, K three back in the day with Papyrus. There was a way to do exactly that, Rob. And there were tracks that were floating out out there that you could just download for yeah. free, basically. But they were so clowny. They were so weird. Uh, there was a road course super speedway. I don't even know how to explain what that is. But there was a super speedway road, road course. course that you could drive to NASCAR that you didn't have to lift off the pedal. It, yeah, it was called, yeah, it was called Pigsport. It was like unlimited grip. It was, it was just weird. I mean, I was in high school, so it was fun. But now, looking back on it, it was weird. That's why I'm thinking of the marketplace, because then it, that would just work itself out. I, I don't want clown courses. That, that, they, want that the thing, those would not get bought. And if they did, they would get voted on. And people would comment on them and be like, don't buy this clown course. Yeah, there would well, be like a review system. <laughs> yeah, and then like, people would I, become famous for being like a world-renowned digital track designer. That's what I want. I want, you know how golf courses, this one's designed by yeah, Davis that's Love what I'm, I, You'd have that. And you're like, you're fighting me that's on what it. <laughs> It's I like, want it's just this like, road course. It's like designed just, by Tommy Milner and Scott Pruitt. Yeah. It's just like some of the iRacing painters. You know, you see some of them now that they're actually doing paints for actual real life cars. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I mean what's fine. the difference at that point? Yeah, I just don't. I want. I still want a little bit of ex- exclusivity and specialness of it. I don't want my waters muddied. I do want that to happen. Like I was okay with the Delara IRO one. We ran a little league with it, and then. Never drove it again, <laughs> but I appreciated it for what it was. I appreciated that effort and the precedent. The thing that that's, that's a fake piece of content that clearly not enough people enjoy. You're a enjoy. fake piece of content. Oh, okay. Do you mean? Yeah. Why can't we have other fake content that people do like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a novel idea. Yeah. yeah. I just think a fictional road course would be very cool. Just one. Just one. I was just why one? If not one, why not ten? I mean, I would love to build one myself, but I've like there was a game that I used to play with our first Windows XP computer. It was uh, design your own roller coaster, and then you'd get to ride it on your computer, which was weird and not very fun. You spent all this time building it, but you could build a roller coaster, and I just remember doing that, and it was exciting for like a month. Then it wasn't anymore because it's pretend. Um, but yeah, I mean, you build it piece by piece and you can customize. I mean, I, I assume if they made something that easy, the amount of tracks out there would be just ridiculous. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think they should just, I think iRacing should just go right after a set of course and put them right out of fucking business. I mean, I don't, don't think there is. Like, people yeah. make money on a set of course and making cars and making maps Mods. and like tracks. Like, mod, the modding community Mods. thrives, it, oh, it lives through the modding community. Yeah. And iRacing should I, embrace that. I feel like that's give, sketchy, give though, the it? thing. It's outsourcing so much of your creative resources to just other people, and then you can still make a cut of the money off of it. Because how many of the mods are shit though? Well, there's a good portion that are shit. But thing, those yeah. people become like your your reputation. Your reputation precedes you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's the thing that that just works itself out in time. And, and I, I racing can still have a process to approve content before they put it up. They can make a store, right? And then anything that goes on their store, they can make a cut of. Or they have so to. Appro- that's just. Or they have to improve a you know a content creator yeah. before that they actually produce it and that's put just, it on that, the store. That's just almost too much change for me to digest with the service. iRacing racing I, needs no, I, to change. I want. I want my i racing to, daddy to give me this content. Adapt you or need, die. You need to grow or die, Rob. I am. I'm growing. I'm. I'm 
Mr. <laughs> racing here. I just, I want my iRacing daddy to feed me this. I don't want you to do it. <laughs> Some third party asshole. Well, you don't have to buy it. That's the thing. Is no one's force feeding it to you. Yeah. If I'm running a league that I otherwise enjoy and they say, we're going to throw in Timbuktu circuit in this year's schedule, then yes, it is my problem. In a system like you that, did, which then you don't show up, it's not going to happen. Or you find another league that doesn't run it. Like you think there's not going to be other curmudgeonly uh, old, curmudgeon, curmudgeonly old <laughs> bastards like you? They're going to complain about change. <laughs> I feel like we've gone down this. This thought experiment has been fun, but we've reached the end of the road. It's like the Truman Show. We've we've hit the edge. You're just of shutting the, it uh, down dome. because you're old and curmudgeonly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, I do. I just think it would be fun to have such a circuit. Maybe one day, if it happens, you heard it here first. We called it. I think my idea is more likely than Rob's. I racing. You want to know how to make some money? Get at me. <laughs> Holler, at you your almost, boy. Yeah, you almost said "get at me, bitches," but I saw you stop. I saw that. I saw your mouth stop, but I said it for you. He winked. That's what he meant to say. Everybody. Rob censored himself. You would have actually, you greasy fucking bitches, but. <laughs> <laughs> $14 for an electric Porsche. Yeah. God damn it. Oh. All right, guys. It's been a good episode. Very good episode, actually. Uh, next weekend, uh, Bradley and I with some friends will be at Petit Le Mans. So, Patrick and Rob, you're off the hook next week. Sorry. FOMO? A little bit of FOMO? You were there last year, Pat, Rob, but I know you were just in Nashville. I'm going and, back in uh, like a few weeks. Yeah. Nashville? Yeah. Smashville. Did did you invite me? Uh, I did. You're going literally a few weeks? Uh, October 21st. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, and Jason might show up. Who knows? Oh, I didn't know you picked a date for yeah, it. Yeah, I picked a date. This is, the, this is the first I've heard of this no, shit. No, it's all in our chats, bud. No, I didn't see this. Oh, because you're just not paying attention. <laughs> Apparently not. I'm surprised. Now I have to figure out my plans. There you go. Oh, my God. Well, maybe I'll be there. I don't know. But anyhow... You're not going to be at Petit Le Mans. It's sad. It's not going to be as cold as it was in November last year. But uh, ITA will be there, the last big road show of the year. Uh, so, guys, we'll see you here in the studio in two weeks, eh? Hey. Yay. Rob, I hope you don't blow away with Hurricane Fiona. Yep. She's, she's overhead Coming right, right now. For you. Yep. Fiona Apple. Coming right for you. Oh, boy. All right. Well. Godspeed. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Godspeed. Uh, enjoy the movie Twister, yeah. <laughs> Rob. Okay, guys. This has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. From Mad Jim Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at IntoTheApex.com. 